This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 451, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways that you can help us out. Make sure you go on all your major podcasting applications and subscribe and rate and review. Give us five stars. We truly appreciate that. Social media-wise, you can find us facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out. Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, and email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. We have a website, MarkingOut.com, and we also have shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Brandon, for what is an unmatched second week in a row, is not with us. But he does have his shout-outs. Should we just play him now? <laughs> Let's just play him now. Who cares? Here's, here's Brandon and his shout-outs. This is Taron Sheik and you Watcher to listen to the Brandon's shout-outs. First shout-out goes to Smash Mouth, Everclear, and Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. Uh, it's always cool to see free concerts at Disney World, and those were the bands I had hoped to see while I was here, and I did. Uh, next shout-out goes to R-Truth for becoming the 17-time WWE 24-7 champion, which uh, means he, a, he now has a better championship record than Ric Flair and should be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame three times. And the last shout-out goes to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It's the ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge. I literally have no idea what's going on inside that park. And I feel like it's different than when I'm at Pandora, the world of Avatar, because there's so much more history to Star Wars. But the ride itself is pretty cool. Visually, it feels like you're riding inside the Millennium Falcon. And I guess I just I wish there was more things to do inside that park. But maybe once they open the other ride, it'll feel more full. Maybe. But uh, those are my shout outs. Back to you. Wow, he continues to amaze us with those. Oh, my God. I know. You know what? I was really thinking about just not doing a show this week and doing like a half an hour of all Brandon shoutouts that I have saved on my computer. But I want – we've got a slow – this is like our last slow week forever because next week it picks up and it picks up huge. Dave's here with me as well. You can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. We got a little time to spend together this week on Sunday. A little football action, which was fun. Yeah, uh, Giants got a victory. Yeah, Giants got a victory. We drank almost half the beer in my beer fridge that day. <laughs> I uh, have no aware of those Colombian neckties. 
there's I I've and I've drank the beer on the show before. Nightmare Brewing. Um, they make this unbelievable beer. It's called Columbia Necktie. It's like a mango lime goose sour ale. It's pretty great. Yeah, I got to say that was out of all the beers because usually I'm not a big IPA drinker or yeah. anything like that. I like the Belgian wheats and stuff, but you told me to give it a shot, and I was actually a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very big fan. And the, let, the artwork is awesome. I know. I know. I have there's I think there's two other ones I have in there that I have to put on pieces of paper to do something with. But mm. what else happened to you this week? Uh, not all that much. You, uh, after that, I went to the carnival in Belmore. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that was really cool because for a long time, I've been wanting to go to a carnival, like a fair really bad because i've been driving by driving by it's always one of those things yeah, it's, oh, you know. it's street fair time here on long island like every yeah. town every weekend has a street fair yeah just stay on the long island railroad and you're bound to hit one of them yeah um I, I, it's always one of those things where i drive by i'm like i really want to go just walk through so i actually ended up meeting up with my sister and her boyfriend and we walked through and it was so much fun got to go on the gravitron no way you went yeah. on the gravitron dude i things have changed so much because like maybe five seconds into the gravitron i no joke felt all of the blood rush like all the way like out of my hands and arms and i'm like i am very concerned right now what is that from <laughs> uh from from space balls my yeah. brains are going into my feet stop yeah. this thing we can't stop it's too dangerous <laughs> yeah that was pretty great much shout me. out to space balls Oh yeah, Spaceballs, great movie. But yeah, no, Gravitron. I got some uh, uh, Zeppelins, and the, nice. the girl at the that was working in it was pretty much it was at the end of the night, and she hooked me up with a few uh, fried Oreos. Damn, so delicious. Uh, but yeah, it was a great night. How about yourself? Anything to write home about? No, I've been working every single day. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But tomorrow, uh, I get to hit. Uh, File quit Premiere Pro around four o'clock, three o'clock, and I get to hop on a plane and go to where Brandon's been for the past week, and that's Disney World. Um, really looking forward to it. It's just this week has been long. I'm not complaining, but it has been a long week. Um, even before I saw you, I filmed two football games that morning. It's crazy. Um, yeah, but it's going to be well worth. You're you're pretty much earning that vacation at the end of the week. You oh know? yeah, and shout out to my wife who has planned this trip to the teeth. I have, as we have a Google Doc for our notes for this show, I have a Google Doc for where and when I have to be places in Disney. So uh, it's going to roll. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I got it. I got to say that document is something that I I actually have one for Vegas. That is something that I would do, and I give that I give Rachel so much props for that because that is detailed. That is that's how it should be. I know, I know. It's pretty stoked. Yeah. I uh, and I have a, a Disney shirt or a Star Wars shirt for every single day. Um, I bought a red hat that just has a black Mickey logo on it, like the ears and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm feeling if I wear, I have to wear it forwards because I feel if I wear it backwards, people are gonna think I'm wearing a, a MAGA hat. Uh oh. I know. I, I mean, in the last place in the world you want to cause any issues is uh, Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, you Sorry. just want that. Disney should be the last place that should be anything political. I know, I know, That's but you know, I, I, I said I only wanted one thing, and that was the Disney Park exclusive Splash Mountain three pack. Mm-hmm. But I. I have to buy a fanny pack there. I have to buy a new one because, you know, fanny packs. Um, <laughs> and then they make like a tie-dye tower terror shirt. And I've said on my on this podcast my love of tie-dye stuff. So 
That's very cool. Yeah. So and I, I got to Google that to check out and see what it looks like. I know it's purple. So I don't have purple. And you saw me wearing a tie-dye shirt on Saturday, Sunday. So which, which I was actually impressed with because it was a shark. Yeah. Well, this place I uh, go to in Rehoboth Beach has some sick tie-dye stuff. But uh, I am digressing on the fact of pro wrestling talk. Let's get on to some pro wrestling talk, more specifically sports entertainment talk. And that being Monday Night Raw. Wow, it's just weird without him. I know it is just weird without him, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, Monday Night Nitro. Wow, two—it's like two weeks in a row, and I think Brandon might be missing next week for some reason. Well, we don't yeah. even, like we don't even know. I think like I think we're gonna start doing the show on Saturdays now, just because it's silly for us to do a show midweek when SmackDown moves to Fridays. It's it's so difficult because then on Saturdays, who's gonna be? You know who could record when it's yeah it's gonna be very different. But we want to do the idea, folks, is that we want to do a midweek show on Thursdays, just dedicated to NXT and AEW, called the Wednesday Night Wars. Let's see if it happens next week. I will looking at my schedule. I'll have to do it Thursday during the day because I'm I have a game to film, and then I'm going to see Joker on Thursday night, which will be cool. But yeah, let's uh get let's get back on the topic of Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about this world title picture, which has been crazy. The end of Monday Night Raw saw Seth Rollins cowering in the corner, and the fiends kind of sneaking up right behind him. But this continued on to Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins opens the show, you know, talking about how he's got fears, everything like that. Braun Strowman comes out, sets up a match for the main event. While that's happening, though, you know you have. Bray Wyatt have a nice Firefly Funhouse ripping apart. I hope it was a basic Seth Rollins. Yeah, I hope it wasn't an elite, <laughs> especially like that new one with the Thanos gear, which is pretty sick. Um, so I think it was basic. It was basic. Yeah, Huskus and Rambling Rabbit can't share. No, but one I think something to take away with this is Bray Wyatt, the the fiend. Uh, well, Bray Wyatt more was keeps on referencing that maybe he is saving. Seth Rollins, or maybe he's helping Seth Rollins or protecting Seth Rollins, you know? What is, he, which... what is he protecting? Is he protecting him from the fiends? Or we is don't fiend? know. Yeah. I I don't know, but eh. but that wasn't the last time that we uh, we saw any of that play out because the main event of the evening. What a great match. What I a totally... great match with it was it went to a no contest because, you know, as Braun Strowman's about to hit the power slam, lights go out, the fiend shows up. I feel like for me, because this was like I feel like this is the only thing I watched live on Raw. Mm-hmm. This the end sequence went on a little bit too long. I I thought the same thing too. I was just like I was waiting for the okay and now, okay and now, but okay I, and now. you're like you know you're, yeah. you're waiting for this anticipation to pay off, and it I definitely agree where you're coming from where it did feel like it, but. I think that the payoff was cool. I mean, so we ended up Braun uh, Rollins pretty much knocking himself into a tough spot, telling Braun earlier in the night that he could face him anytime, any place. And Braun's like, "Hey, let's do it tonight, then." Let's do it tonight, brother. I mean, but then he, the fiend appears and hits the mandible claw on Braun Strowman, and Braun actually goes down. Yep, he had him 
on that mat. He gets down, just... but then, like in Chumbawamba fashion, he gets back up again, and pro- and the fiend puts him back down, which I liked, because now, like, you kind of have the seed of how Braun can kind of like get out of the fiend's thing. Like, even if this Hell in a Cell next week turns into a triple threat match, that would be like you want to get Braun Strowman over as like uh, your your babyface company. You do, you know, you let this play out. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend versus Braun Strowman for at WrestleMania, and you yeah. have Braun go over him. I I I think that that, that would, would be, be cool, and especially then, the past that they have. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then this entire stuff, how you made mention with Braun getting back up to go at him, I thought that that was awesome with Braun because we've never seen anybody get up after after being hit with that, um, and then he just goes right back into the mandible claw, and I love. I spoke about it last week, but Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, just laughing, laughing, like a manic laugh as he's doing the mandible claw, his mannerisms of his head movement, because you can't see his face, but his head movement alone, it's so disturbing and distraught, and it really reminds me of Mankind. I mean, I know, yes, it's his finisher, but the Mankind character, he was just so troubled shaking back and forth and just just out there and that's exactly what the fiend is reminding me of but so i made mention to very right mentioning how he's protecting rollins and saving him maybe he's saving him and stuff like that this kind of came into play on that night because broad Strowman was potentially ready to pick up the victory only for the fiend to appear and attack bray wyatt uh, attack Braun. He didn't go after Rollins at all. Yeah. And then when Braun got back up, he went back over to focus on Braun, uh, Braun instead of attacking Seth Rollins. So maybe he is protecting him from Braun in a way. That could be it. But I have to say, um, and I said again, this main event match was awesome, and it just it shows you the level that not Seth Rollins is, but like Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman now is at that point. That he can put on, outsta- I mean, outstanding ashes. He knows his craft. You see him jumping, and I'm just getting the alert now. The Cub season is officially over. They've lost to the Pirates. They're eliminated from wildcard contention. Real is that sa- nine in a row? Yeah. Real sad, oh. man. Real wow. sad. That, that's like Mets fashion. Yeah, I know. So there's going to be a bunch of different things going on. Did Brandon send me a shout-out? Oh, maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? If not, we'll just put a bumper in between there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, but All right, so that was like the main event, and there's so much to talk about with that and Hell in a Cell coming up. One of the things that I have to mention with uh, Monday Night Raw was is that women's title scene shaping up um, and Boston Hug connection with the tag team titles. They had Banks, Sasha Banks, taking on Nikki Cross, and it was one hell of a 15-minute slobber knocker. I love this match. You had Bliss and Bailey on the outside of the ring causing their distractions from time to time and playing uh, that manager role. And this match was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I'm, and Nikki Cross can go. You know, they talk, they always talk about, like, the four horsewomen. But, you know, there's so many other people within that that, that could, like, you know, could work. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen, I mean, in my opinion, we haven't seen a real great match from Nikki Cross since she got brought up, or at least not in a while. But this match of her versus Sasha Banks, I thought was really her, a great match from both competitors. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm about it. I'm about Nikki Cross, especially if they lose the tag titles, they can go into doing that. Uh, we had a new king, King Corbin. Last week, uh, all the stuff getting trashed by Chad Gable. They had the rematch from the King of the Ring finals this week. Baron Corbin rocking some new, darker-like gimmicks to the King of the Ring, the Dark Crown and stuff like that. I don't know if it's playing into the whole Game of Thrones thing. I like the fact that Corey Graves called Chad Gable at the Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> Finished uh, season four, by the way. Ah, I mean, season season five. Season five, my apologies. Very exciting time. Oh, it is. These but... are exciting times. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, like the Game of Thrones references, and I'm a big fan of his his crown even. It's yeah. just dark and menacing. Um, But yeah, I'm a big fan of Corbin, and he's running away with this. But during this match, Gable really still continuing to prove himself. Oh, he did send me shout-outs. All right, cool. Um, I guess there I you can... go. Yeah. But Gable still continuing to prove himself. And I like this fact that Corbin got on the mic saying if he wins this match, he doesn't have to face anybody less than five foot five yes. or five foot six ever again. They're doing a good job. Oh, and I downloaded it too. Um they and they're doing a great job of building up Chad Gable. Yeah. So cool. I, I agree. And I like the fact that uh Corbin kind of saves himself from the, the uh, from the match by attacking Gable with the scepter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the good things are to come from Mr. Chad Chadwick Gable. Uh, let's talk about 24-7 title because that changed hand this week and it wasn't a male competitor. Finally, Carmella turns on R-Truth, pins him. She's now the new 24-7 champion. I like this. I like the change of pace with the ta- with, with this. It's only a matter of time before our truth wins the title back. Carmella. Oh, was sorry. Just, she was waiting in. Uh, it was only a matter of time until she really did this. But I kind of hate that I was able to see it coming because I was just like, she's in ring gear. I don't think that she has. She's been, in her gimmicks. But she hasn't been in ring gear for a while for these segments, right? No. I don't so, know. I don't really pay attention. Yeah, I don't think she has, but I like the fact how they played it off. Right after she wins the victory, R-Truth puts her over. He's like, okay, I get it. And then all the women clear out their locker room, try to go after Carmella. R-Truth proceeds to try to jump on Carmella's back for the piggyback ride, and it totally fails, and then she just jumps onto his. I thought that that little switcheroo was hilarious. Yeah, it's um, that's great. But now, where does this leave us? Like, Ryder and Hawkins and Mojo and all Oh, yeah, because they're in this big mixed ma- uh Like, what was it, an eight-man tag match? Um, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but, hey, it was good that they got some uh, Raw TV time. I, I I could only hope that this ends up... That they don't... Uh, that they continue their chase, you know? With yeah. some, maybe not intergender matches, but we could have, just as you saw in Raw, some intergender pinfalls. Yeah. That would be uh, – I'd like that. I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, but, after this, we had Rey Mysterio once again proving why he is at – he's at the top of his game still. He's Yeah, and he becomes the number one contender for the Universal Championship um, in this uh, this fatal five-way. Yeah. Uh, picking up the victory over Nakamura, Robert Roode, Ricochet, AJ Styles. So as, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, next week's crazy. So you have – 
Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, which have we ever seen that on WWE programming? AJ Styles. I mean, yes. uh, no, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Um, that I'm not too sure, but I thought it was interesting because it, the shocker of the night, I guess, was Nakamura eliminating Ricochet. Why? Um, and then what about this one? Robert Roode eliminating AJ Styles. Robert Roode's a tag team champion. You want to keep him up there. You know, I AJ was, still got a spot, so yeah. But that was a shocker to me that Rude actually hit AJ with his finisher and got the pinfall, leaving it down to Ray Mysterio and Robert Rude as the final two. Um, and I totally under it would be great to see Rude up there, which he is, but further up there. But Ray Mysterio with the debut on um, what was it? Oh no, that's just a series premiere. I I, I guess it's it makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Well, next week's like, and this week too, is all like the new show. It's like season premiere week. So yeah. like, and especially with the fact that SmackDown is moving to Fridays on Fox next week, and then you have NXT going two hours this week, you want to stack every single show with as much awesome, awesome content as you had. And that's going to be a sick match. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Not only that on Monday Night Raw, you're also going to get real nature, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan coming out. The funny thing is Hulk Hogan's booked for SmackDown next week as well. So do you think maybe The Fiend gets involved with Ric Flair? Hmm. Or do you think he stays part of this whole Boston Hug connection, you know, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch gimmick that's going on? I hate that it'll probably remain with that uh, in that sort of a fashion. But it would be cool to see The Fiend go after one of these guys. I, I went so far to start to think if the people that he's going after, if you take the first letter of their names, if it spells out something. Like, I was just, like, totally looking way too much into it. Yeah, I think you are, Mark. Calm down. Yeah, I can't help it. I, I You know my love for The Fiend. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it would be cool if he went after one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, going back to last week. Uh, the Revival are the only Triple Crown champions. Uh, Ch- Jason Jordan and Chad Gabriel separately are Triple Crown champions. And then mm. SmackDown NXT, uh, SmackDown NXT, um, Brandon wanted me to mention that on the show this week. That yeah, you know, so from last week. Yeah, but that I mean, even still, that's a huge accomplishment. And I don't think that there's a better tag team that deserves that kind of a a um, a crown upon their head. You know? Yeah. Absolutely, the revival. They're great, and they're on SmackDown, and the SmackDown champions, tag team champions. And speaking of SmackDown, let's pop over to SmackDown. Big thing, you know, SmackDown goes on Fox this week, so this is the last SmackDown of the USA era, setting up a lot of big things for next week's show on Fox, and that being one of them is going to be a ladder match. Between Kevin Owen and Shane, stipulations, if Shane loses, he's done with the WWE, and if Kevin Owen loses, he remains fired and drops his lawsuit against Shane. Uh, hashtag picture of the week. The, one of the guys looked exactly like Earl Hebner. I thought that one of the guys looked just like uh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner, okay. Yeah, I, I kept on think, seeing Hugh Hefner. At first, I was just like, wait, this is just weird. But wh- what do you see as the outcome for this? Kevin Owens winning. But then we don't see Shane McMahon again? No, you'll see him again. Or maybe, I mean, that he gets, of, maybe he gets drafted to Raw. You know, you know, you know that got kind of this like, draft coming up. 
Yeah, but is it WWE he's done with or is just SmackDown? Maybe SmackDown. I don't know. I, I hope so because it kind of sucks because Shane, since he's come back, he really has been doing great things on television. So to see if he went away from WWE again, that would kind of suck. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess we're going to find out how that plays out. Yes. You also have Kofi Kingston riding his confidence wave into uh, SmackDown next week because – He's got to face Lesnar. He's got to face Lesnar. He seems pretty confident in what he's doing as he had that sit-down interview with Michael Cole. Do you see Kofi Kingston winning next week? No, not at all. I don't How about see, yourself? I, 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 said, I said it last week on the show. I don't like it, but I understand it. No, sir. I don't like it. I, I don't like it, it one bit. Uh, <laughs> and someone who's still you know, riding a nice little wave is uh, the almighty Chad Gable as he had a squash match against Mike Kanellis like three seconds like what was it a german and then the uh yeah really ankle really lock? quick really quick yeah i, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm, I, I'm fine with it i like it i think people are gonna slowly but surely start getting behind him yeah i'm totally fine with it i just hope that they do something more with canellis i hope that this is building to something so i'm do you know to... did you see that maury actually sent out a video to like mike canellis rusev and maria canellis no. Yeah, it said <laughs> he's like, you want to solve this? Come on the show and get a paternity test. I guess it was done in a live studio audience. That's hilarious. I may or may not have some connections to Maury, and I might have to be like, listen, is this going to happen? Got to get me in. I know. <laughs> listen, can you get me in the studio audience that day if it does happen and or backstage? <laughs> but it's not going to happen. But hey, listen, Raw's uh, still an NBC Universal affiliate, so... Hey, wishful thinking, though. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, and you got another match announced for Hell in a Cell as the ending of the Rowan-Daniel Bryan match had Harper come out and Bryan saying he wanted to form a pairing with Roman Reigns, which I think I said last week that this is going to happen in Hell in a Cell, and we're about it. Yeah, I, I think that is really the only thing that can happen right now, but hey, we got to face Daniel Bryan now. I don't think you have, I, I don't think you have a face, Daniel Bryan. I think you have. Uh, I know what needs to be done, so I'm doing it, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of correct myself with. I mean, it's not really a true face, Daniel Bryan, but yeah. it is a side of Daniel Bryan that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, because he knows he needs to get back at Harper. Uh, shout out to uh, to Rowan for the kill switch engage shirt, which I thought was cool. He always has the best, like. There's a concert coming up where I told, like, uh, what is it? Download Fest. Yeah, next year. Dude, that looks, I mean, the fact that you have Al Storm, Iron Maiden, Disturbed, Offspring. I'm like, this is a concert that I would love to go to. I like the fact that you didn't mention System of a Down because I am not a fan of System of a Down. <laughs> because, oh, what? When was the last time they they performed together? A very very long time ago. Holy they're so, crap! Because they they think they're they think they're the next Rage Against the Machine. They came out I, with toxicity and like we're gonna write this political album and we're gonna be Rage Against the Machine and we're gonna fight against the system. And then they broke up for really really long time and then just gonna have like three or four shows. You wanna know why? Because they're just they're getting a bunch of money thrown at them. That's what the issue is. I gotta say I am a fan of System of a Down though. I'm not. I mean the first album was great with Sugar. Oh yeah, that. Sugar. Yeah, that yeah. that album's great. Everything else stinks. I don't uh, know. I I I can't bash it. I I do enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, but, yeah. Next up, the Boston Hug Connection are continuing their dominance on both brands. This week, having a 
nice victory against Charlotte Flair and Car and Carmella. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Becky Lynch comes out to help uh, Charlotte Flair out, which then sets up for next week on the live debut of SmackDown on Fox. The Four Horsemen will be battling in a tag team match with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch against the Boston Hug Connection. I like everything that they're doing with the Boston Hug Connection. I would love to see them just own the women's division, have the tag titles, have the Raw, have the SmackDown. It'd be great. This is going to, I mean, do you see the other four horsewomen joining this on the season debut? No, I don't. Okay. Because you're a day, you're two days out of hell in the cell mm -hmm. where Becky Lynch is going to face off against Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. So you can't kind of throw that monkey wrench in there. No, nah, I mean, nope, I got you. Okay. I got you. All right, Doug. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all we really want to talk about from SmackDown. But as we said, next week's going to be nuts. You got Raw. You got SmackDown on Fox. Um, one thing we want to know is we mentioned it last week. Impact is moving to Access TV. And they announced October 1st, next Tuesday. No, this Tuesday coming up, they'll be on Access TV. So we're going to have Raw on Monday. Impact on Tuesday. Then you're going to have your Wednesday Night Wars with NXT and AEW. W, Thursday's nothing. Thursday is the is the cigarette break. Um, yeah, right. Friday SmackDown, which is nuts. It's gonna be it right now. Is so much fun to be a pro wrestling fan. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying that they weren't too fond of the direction of WWE right now. And I'm like, I totally disagree. I think that right now WWE is doing great, and I think pro wrestling in general is doing great as well. And what does everybody always say? Vince McMahon is at his best when there's competition. They're on a new network. AEW's coming up their backs. It's time to go. So, we'll see. I, I, it's, a, it's an exciting time. And speaking of AEW, uh, has finally announced the name of their show. AEW Dynamite. They're going to have a dinosaur named Dynamite. Luchasaurus <laughs> is not happy about this. Um, yeah. Loaded card to start with the first week. You can have Cody versus Sammy Guevara, Brandon Cutler versus MJF, Adam Page I'm, versus Pac. Which is kind of weird because this was that was the original match, Pac, Pac versus Page. Yeah, that before. happened in England and they showed it on the AEW page now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one like Pac pulled out or something and then they ended up doing it at an independent show and put it on as AEW on the internet. Something weird like oh, that. On the board of I mean, it's... you got Y2J with two unknown tag team partners taking on Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And then oh, you also who have do you think those tag? Who do you think those tag team partners are going to be? Ooh, brother, brother. You think Dark Order? No, Edge and Christian. No, I was just joking. God, <laughs> I'd, th I'd throw my TV through a, a window if that happened. <laughs> Dude, imagine. No, I don't want to imagine. Why? I want to imagine that now. All right, Mark, <laughs> calm down. I can't help it. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be the Dark Order. I mean, I think it's kind of hard. It's kind of predictive. It it, it can be the Lucha Brothers, right? Yeah, but they're more of a face tag team than they are a heel tag team. I mean, that's true. But I, I feel like it's going to be a tag team where it's not going to be that big of a shocker. Okay. You know, I like even if it's Dark Order, I don't think it's that big of a surprise. Yeah. Okay. But it would be cool to be shocked with it. Um, AEW Women's World Titles on the line as well as it is vacant. Uh, Nyla Rose taking on Rio. 
who do you think is going to pick up this one? Uh, I would like to see Nyla Rose actually do it. Yeah, I actually think that Nyla Rose is going to pick up the victory as well. I think that's going to be a huge uh, um, statement as well. Yeah. And on top of that, on the other channel, you flip over to USA Network. You know, that was uh, 37 when uh, TNT was 38 back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you got the NXT Women's title match, Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae, which would be awesome. The tag titles are going to be on the line, Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits, which will be a barn burner. Um, and and so much more. And so then much you're going to have, you'll have, yeah, so much more. You'll have the Undisputed Era come out. You'll have this, that, and the other thing, but... It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy to talk about next week. Now, uh, this, this is not the two-hour episode, correct? I think it is. I'm okay, so sure. this is so that Suits show is over, and now NXT next week is going to be... Two hours. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. We'll get corrected by Brandon in the group chat after this episode. He'll be like, why is the episode only 32 minutes? <laughs> it's because we're exhausted. Yeah, we're really tired. And we, and we know how to keep to the topic of what we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, was there a match that we needed to talk about that was awesome? No. We we spoke about everything. Yeah, we, I mean, we spoke about all, all the things we wanted to talk about, which would be... Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned something about Impact Wrestling, no? I did. I said they're moving to Tuesdays. That was it, right? Yeah, but uh, also, outside the ring stuff, we saw a lot of uh, cross-promotion between Fox and... WWE over the past couple weeks. Some of it. And all of it sucked. All yeah. of it stunk. Uh, it you had Braun Strowman. Well, no. Braun Strowman was on the Fox broadcast of Cubs and Cardinals. The Cubs lost. They're out of the postseason. I'm going to go cry after this. Uh, but then you have that Larry, Keith Oberman, <laughs> trashing it on Twitter, which was not appropriate at all. And I'm pretty sure he does st- stuff with Fox. And I bet he's going to be a mark one day when, you know, hey, Uncle Keith, can you get us tickets to SmackDown? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll pull my strings. He's going to walk up to Braun Strowman. Oh, hey, remember when you trashed me because I was telling my father's story about him being a, a renowned softball player? Now, like, how do we know that this isn't just a work, though? Because Keith Oberman has trashed professional wrestling before. Has he? Yeah. Uh, bomb. Um, and then the I mean, bo- and then the bomb that was on uh, Sunday at the Vikings game, when uh, I f- I forget his name, but they're like, oh hey, it's that guy Rey Mysterio. Look at him, it's a lucha mask like Nacho Libre, <laughs> like, and, and they made a good point on Busted Open this week. That's everybody's fault at Fox. First of all, you're doing cross promotion. Second of all, the producer should be go like we take notes for the show for things we know and things we don't know. That producer should be going, oh, hey, look at there. It's Rey Mysterio. Fox, uh, SmackDown's coming to Fox. Multi-time world heavyweight champion. Maybe one of the best lucha, luchadors in all the world ever. And he's at the Vikings game. I mean, I thought they slipped up. They should have had the Viking Raiders. But, you know. Yeah, of that, course. I mean. That's in itself. I mean, but oh, but the commercial that they have. I think oh, the commercial. Spe- and uh, we mentioned this on Sunday while we were watching football. I said, why is Kofi Kingston on my TV? And you said, dude, you've never seen this commercial. I said, no, I haven't because I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love the – they really focus on the social as, um, aspect of WWE and the grasp that it has on society, which I think it goes against uh, – what's his face? Dave Meltzer, right? Yeah, got him. Right, wasn't, wasn't he the jerk that said WWE doesn't have the social stuff? Like I forgot about it. It was, it was involving Ric Flair. Oh, okay. Yeah, a long time ago, but I forgot who it was. But this just showed how much of a grasp 
WWE does have and the impact that it has made. Yeah, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. All about it. Uh, so that's that for this week. Um, those shameless plugs have been retired for now. Yeah, um, at the current time, uh, Shameless Plugs is going to be stepping aside, and uh, it's going to be on the back burner for a little bit. Da, 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 da. No, bad joke. No one's going <laughs> to no get that. Um, and I don't have match of the week this week, uh, so it's time for our... Ow. Walkout moment of the week. What do you got, Dave? Ooh, what do I got? Well, I'm going to go with the country music documentary that's being aired on PBS right now. It is unbelievable. It's eight episodes, 16 hours in total, and it is so amazing. It For talks a kid, about... last week on the show that said he can't watch documentaries. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I did. I watched the Sasha Banks one. Okay, but, continue, but continue. Yeah, but no, uh, like they go about Merle, like Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Garth Brooks. Uh, the fact, like they talk, they go into detail about so much. It is so amazing. I mean, to hear that Merle Haggard was a prisoner at the time of Johnny Cash doing the Folsom City, uh, no, uh, San Quentin concert, and that Merle Haggard was in the, um, was at that concert as a prisoner. And that that kind of shaped his career into going into country music. It's you hear some of these stories that you would have just never heard before, and I'm blown away by it. I have to binge watch it. I keep on uh, getting only bits and pieces, but definitely love it. Uh, totally marked out over that. What about you? Um, what did I mark about uh, this week about the Giants know. winning? No, not really. Um, I'm marking out hard because I'm going to Disney tomorrow. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great trip. You should take a picture of uh, doing the two suite with uh, Mickey. That's a great idea. I'm definitely gonna do that. But we're doing Mickey's not so scary Halloween party on uh, Friday. And what does the- that entail? Uh, candy and a parade and trick treating and stuff like that, which could be awesome. So we're all doing Toy Story stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jordan's being Buzz Lightyear, Maddie's being Jesse, I'm being Forky, <laughs> and we're gonna take pictures of me all around Disney uh, Magic Kingdom, uh, trying to stand next to garbage cans, like in the movie. That's that's so cool. It's so epic. Like no one thought about that besides me because I'm a genius. Well, I mean, until someone listens to this and like, well, I guess you'll be done with it by then. Uh, maybe. Hopefully people listen to this podcast. And please let us know if you're listening to this podcast at Mark and... I know what I marked out about. I was watching The Morning Decay this morning with Optic and our good friend Eric Montreal Broski. Um, and they were watching these videos of robots wrestling. Like, little hand robots that people were controlling with, like, joystick controllers. And they had, like, one that, like, would do suplex, German suplexes, and then they put, like, one that looked like a stuffed teddy. I have to send it to you, Dave. You'll, huh. you'll, dude, I was going nuts because this little teddy bear stuffed animal did, like, a 450 off the top rope. I went, I was t- I was having a conversation with my boss on the phone watching this. I'm like, ow! <laughs> but, yeah, no, I marked that soup. I'm going to send it. I'll, I'll try to find I'm going to send yeah, the link. Yeah, you got to send that on over. I'll send the link from today's show to you, and I'll try to queue it up to the point where they started watching these robots. It was pretty awesome. Sweetness. So, uh, yeah, go to Optic Decay's channel and check it out. The Morning Decay, they have a good show. 
He does. Yeah, he's a very, very, very talented drawer. And on that note, this is the quickest podcast that we've done in eight years. Marking out episode 451. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube.com slash out 11 Instagram.com slash out 11 ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Markingout.com. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. Brandon will maybe be... Oh, no. He's got Comic-Con next week, so I don't know if he can even do that. Uh, I, th- mm, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a solo show next week. Of me. Yeah. It's going to just be all me next week, because if I get this mo- if they get this Wednesday Night War show down, and then I get the uh, the Saturday morning show now, well, we're going to have a bunch of content for you next week, folks, so look forward to that. Brandon, BTTG161. Dave on Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore MO. And until next week, we wish you the, the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.